Hey, Sam. Hey, Sanja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you? You know, how, how's it been? How's it's, it been? It's been a rough time. <laughs> I know. It uh, has. Yeah. Work has been a lot. But it's all good. Um, I've gotten really good news from friends who are out doing their own thing. So shout out to Olivia. They're a friend of mine from UCSD. They got featured in two music videos this week. Uh, one of them with Kalani. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, oh yeah, that's super dope. And I'm super proud of her because she's always been about like dancing and always been like really hoping that she gets a chance with something. So I'm happy that it like worked out for her. And so that's just a really good news that I got this week. And so I'm very happy to feature that. Ooh. Yeah. And so the year's ending. So I'm very happy about that. I'm like, all right. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> the year's done. The year's done. But yeah, how have you been, Sandra? Uh, I've been really good uh, in, a, in some things. And I've been like, meh, in some other things. Uh, I feel like I've been having a lot of fun lately and hanging out with my friends i have been eating some good food it's just been chill chill vibes i've been adjusting to work a lot i feel like i used to kind of get a little bit of anxiety and like i honestly had some imposter syndrome for like a hot minute and now i feel a lot better i feel good like i feel like i understand my role and after going to new york and all that stuff like i really feel like that was a really positive thing on my life but <laughs> that sounds like a lot it changed but changed my life <laughs> it didn't I shut up I shut up it's not even like that though it's not it's not like New York like oh the fucking yeah. Statue of Liberty the Statue of Liberty fucking gave me inspiration <laughs> or some shit it was more like uh, the amount of independence that I had the just the amount of freedom that I had in that uh, city and just feeling really good about myself and it uh, the energy, it just like I said, I think I said it previously, it just amplified my own energy, I feel. Yeah. And it made me happy to come back, and I landed, and I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to take on, like, everything. And for my job, I mean, that was ultimately for my job, that trip. And it yeah. really did clear up a lot of kind of insecurities that I had about my job. And it was good. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed it. So that's, a that's like, my, my giggle. My shit is that the news is trash. Uh, I mean the news the news that the news cycle is just like shitting on all of us yeah. that are Central American it's, like, it's just hard it's hard to take it all in it's all a money game it's, <laughs> no it is all a money game shout out to like all the journalists that are on the ground shout out to all the volunteers all the medics all the people organizing shout out to the fucking migrants themselves for making a really tough decision for the betterment of themselves and being hopeful for that yeah yeah just like there's a lot of people to really think about a lot and it's it's sad but i mean a lot of people are doing really good work around documenting it there should obviously be more but i mean follow melissa vida that's like my number one recommendation for her newsletter and just like her twitter feed is also very active with like good news like we have slowed down considerably because it's the end of the year and we've like life has kind of just been hard and we do this for free so like it's free content like sorry y'all like i i have to prioritize myself before like anything else and so do you yeah so that's the only thing that has been kind of a a shit is that like 
the intensity of a lot of situations has kind of strained us. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the reality of it. And, you know, I'm happy we're able to do this right now because it's like it's been a while since we've done a like, one-on-one episode. We've been doing a lot of feature episodes, which is dope because, like, these are really amazing people we get to meet. But it's also dope to have a good episode with you, Sandra. Yeah. We're reporting live from Puchikavos headquarters. <laughs> Sam's car. <laughs> That's parked at a semi-quiet location. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle Pod is still struggling. It's been a year. <laughs> it's still here. Still no permanent recording location. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still out here. Yeah, but before we go into today's episode... We want to shout out this song that has, like, come out really recently by an artist that we both love. Yeah, it has touched our lives immensely. Yeah, there's a tweet about this song that says that it took our mood from a negative 350 to a solid zero. And that's how I feel is, like, right now. Because, like, astrologically speaking, this is where a lot of, like, people tune out. But, like, (laughs) um, we've gone from, like, a Venus retrograde to, like, a Mercury retrograde. And so, like, it's a really exhausting time to, like, be going through it. In terms of, like, interpersonal relationships and communication. Yeah. And so it's, like, a good song to, like, reaffirm you and, like, make you feel good about yourself. And so we actually got to meet this artist, too. Oh, yeah. We've met Rena. Clout, 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 (laughs) On our, like, Hollywood (laughs) shit. On our Hollywood shit in downtown LA. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, she's amazing. She's, She's, like, a true artist. and She's saving pop. She is saving pop. She's saving a lot of things, including pop. But she's just, she's just amazing. So I'm glad that this song just came out. And I'm glad that she's, like, grinding and working. Yeah. So shout out to Rena. Yeah. Rena album coming out 2019. I know. Yes, yes. Hopefully. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is Flicker by Rena Sawayama. Yeah, that's such a good song. I like showed it to my friends and I told them the story around it. Mm. And Rina um, Sawayama has kept her surname Sawayama in her like art artistic name because it's been butchered a lot by a lot of people as she was growing up. And so, as a point to like remember her name and like make it really like purposeful for people to learn her name, it's her like artist name. And so this whole song is about, like, people who have names that are considered difficult to pronounce and to just remember your name and how it, like, sets you apart as an individual. And it's really affirming and how you don't want the most basic name out there. You don't. And it's just you. It's, like, it's an identifier. And, like, recalling that, grounding yourself in your identity, it's such a good feeling. And the chorus is infectious. Of course. 
Yeah, Rina, I mean, Rina's an immigrant. She was born in Japan, and she immigrated with her mom to the UK, and she is, she is so, like, literally so smart. She talks about all this dope-ass shit, and she is, like, super, all about, like, reclaiming herself in all aspects, Japanese heritage, and making sure that that is, like, a very firm part of her, her immigrant, like, background, like, everything, just, like, being an Asian woman, being queer, everything that is like an essence to her it all reflects in intersections and she like also provides those intersections which yeah. is great so she's she's just dope and i love her and she's beautiful she's wonderful yeah i got to meet her twice shut up okay so <laughs> hey there's a video out there i gotta find it in your in our conversation of her saying my name <laughs> i have it documented wow. <laughs> No, yeah, that's Super true. Bad. Hey, Super we're in her shit. we're in her birthday video. Yeah. If you want to find, find us, us, we're in Rina Sawayama's birthday video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so for today's episode, we're featuring or celebrating the fact that we've been around for a year. It's actually been more than a year. Slightly more than a year. We've been lagging. We've been lagging, but I mean everything. It's like, free art. Free art. Okay. <laughs> it's free art. Okay. Free free content. You know. So it's one year and we want to take this as an episode for us to be us because I mean that's what the show is it's us just <laughs> us you know trash <laughs> but also to really like reflect on like what is good about our show what's bad about our show what we want to improve on what we serve to each other like Sam and I as like yeah. partners in this show not only creating this content literally recording it but like everything else that comes yeah. with it like social media and like finances and all that other shit yeah. time. so time literally yeah. time you know well we're gonna start with like good shit so yeah. like, let's talk about moments that we were really really happy like what are moments that we're like proud of about this show so what are some of your like favorite episodes that we've done or conversations that we've had sandra yes <laughs> so i mean my favorite episodes have been comprised of meeting dope women, dope femmes, and I've really, really enjoyed so my my top three episodes. I mean, all, there are a lot of episodes that I really like, and I mean, there's a lot of effort put <laughs> into a lot of them, but the ones that I feel like have given me like really good friendships and a lot of different insights that I just didn't have before, and having to communicate with these women really gave me new ideas were the Nicole Ramsey episode. The Garla Salvisol episode that we just had, and then the offline community organizing, which is featuring Smug Morenita, aka yeah. Gabby, who is the homegirl. And me and her just completely like became <laughs> buddies. And it, it just, a lot of these uh, episodes come with a lot more than obviously what you hear. And I guess that's more what I'm tied to. But I actually do stand by the complete content of those episodes. Like, I think that those episodes have some of our best content, some of our most, like, interesting takes on, like, Central Americanness. Also, just, like, legit, like, academic shit. Like, yeah. talking about real ideas that have shaped uh, Belizean identity, Nicaraguan identity, uh, Latina identity, or just being a woman and like thinking about that so that's why those episodes were my favorite <laughs> nice no yeah all of those episodes are really dope i really like the, the offline community organizing one here's how to actually make an impact on your community i mean like social media makes an impact of course but like 
here's your way to make an impact with the people around you who you yeah. see on a daily basis. So what were your favorite episodes? Okay, so some of my favorite episodes were more about, like, conversations that you and I were having at the time that we pursued on, a, like, a deeper level. And I feel like a lot of fun comes from going down rabbit holes. And so a few of these episodes are, like, full of rabbit holes. They but are. like I'm sure they are. One is Cyber Stockholm Syndrome, which is also, like, shout out to Rina. Shout out to Rina because <laughs> it's named after one of her songs. Yeah. And um, in this one, we talked about Facebook data and I unlike packing our like Facebook identity and data usage online and data security. And then I started watching Mr. Robot. This is the third time I talked about this on the podcast, but <laughs> yes. I was I was gonna sneak Mr. it Robot. in. Sneak I was gonna it sneak back, it in. Sneak it back in. Sneak it back in. Two uh, weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Yeah. So it's been like on my mind a lot. And so now that I like been able to unpack the episode more and all of the research that you and I did on that and also like all the Equifax and like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just how uncertain our data is. Unsafe our data is, I should say. Uncertain. Mm. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I am uncertain. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Another one was ISIS a modern day secret police. Cause it was one of the more like dry cut data episodes yeah. of just like this is facts, but like, yeah, everything just like points here, blah blah blah. With our own personal anecdotes yeah. and like how we've encountered these specific things and how they actually affect us in real life, not just even if you're like not undocumented, it's gonna affect you. Yeah. So. And the last one is Central American Art as Resistance. Ooh. So that was a two-part episode. Yeah. But I really liked that conversation that whole night where it was just. Yeah. I was in the Bay Area. It was a, it was fun vibes, fun yeah. vibes. I mean, that's definitely in one of my top five. Yeah, top five, top, top five. five. There's uh, there's a <laughs> lot of episodes that I really like and that I'm really proud of. So I'm I'm happy with how they turn out. Yeah. And I'm happy with the conversations that happen, even if we can't document the entire conversation, or sometimes we have to re-record like a, a different conversation. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. So those are mine. So. I definitely talking about all of like what we liked there's obviously things that we can improve upon but also things that I think we should be proud of just about ourselves versus just like the actual episodes and the final product and I mean I'm I want to talk about personal strengths and I'm going to talk about my personal strengths <laughs> these, are, these are the personal strengths that we have for ourselves yeah. and our personal weaknesses so I'm going to talk about my weaknesses first because I want to end on a better <laughs> note. <laughs> That's fair. So I feel these are my own my own insecurities and obviously maybe y'all notice it. Maybe y'all hate this it's, about me. It's how Who you knows? digest it yeah. also. Yeah, of course. It's also how I take shit up. So I feel like one of the first things is that I take up too much space and that's something that I'm really cognizant of, especially as like the editor. Like I... I actually edit a lot of what I say out of the show, which is crazy because I still feel like I dominate episodes <laughs> and I still edit hella shit out because I just I'm a talkative person. I like to think about things yeah. and I go on a lot of tangents and I think I think if you know Sam and I, yeah. you know that that is just how our, our dynamic like I definitely just talk a lot more than Sam in general, <laughs> but I also want to make sure that Sam is obviously 
a part of the conversation. It's something that I'm always cognizant of because I just feel like I have such a strong personality that <laughs> is off-putting. Like, I really do. And, and I mean, whether you feel that way or not, Sam, I mean, obviously, we're best friends, so yeah. I think that you like my presence and my energy. <laughs> of course. Right? I hope so. But I still... I mean, I definitely make it, and I'm very vocal about it, and I tell Sam all the time, like, Sam, I always feel like I take up too much space. Please, <laughs> please take up more space in the episode. <laughs> but, so that's something that I'm always working on. And then uh, my other weakness is that I am a perfectionist, which is, like, a good and a bad thing. Yeah. It's good because I'm super fucking about making sure that everything is as good as it can be because sometimes there are things that I can't fix, like the levels on the episodes when I laugh or yeah. when people laugh. Sorry, I have a loud ass laugh and a very projecting voice. Uh, I know that sometimes I make people's ears bleed. <laughs> but uh, maybe. But it, it's something that is definitely a work in progress. And I mean, we don't have a studio, so like that's how that's what we deal with. Free art. Yeah, free art, dude. So. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's just really hard for me and it's hard for me to also think about the episode as like good content because as much as I like our Central American Art is Resistant two-part episodes oh, the yeah. sound is like shit like for me it's shit so I want to be happy about like the actual conversation but like I am so obsessed with like how the sound is yeah. because at the end of the day like if it doesn't sound good y'all can't hear it so that's just what I'm always thinking about. And it's hard for me to uh, be like, oh, yeah, this was a good episode. And then my last <laughs> weakness is storytelling. I feel like I don't construct a narrative very well. Mm -hmm. And I try very, very, very hard with my outlining and like organizing the episode to make my thoughts as... Uh, compact as possible and making sure that it all flows and makes sense yeah so that's something that I, i'm actively trying to work on which is why like i really do have some heavy outlines for a lot of the episodes and i want to make sure that like my thoughts are all in line the keynotes of the fucking episode are right there in front of me just in case and i i, I just like having that there no, yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Like, there are definitely things that, you know, I have to improve on as well. And so one of the things is that, so um, I put it down as, like, smacked humor. But um, <laughs> it's because, like, a lot of the time the conversations we have are in phone. And so having a phone conversation is a very casual thing, you know. And especially with, like, a friendship like Sandra and mine where it's, like, literally jokes like bouncing back and forth we're like, going to hang yeah. out <laughs> so like that's our friendship and so like it's very hard for me to like step out of that sometimes when we're having conversations and I mean sometimes it's just like it's the, the way the conversation flows you know you gotta have a joke in here every now and again or like you don't need to but like it just comes up every now and again mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. with like me yeah, <laughs> and me so too, yeah. so I think that's one of my weaknesses in that like it's hard to maintain the certain tone of a conversation for too long, especially if it's on the phone versus like in person, like when we're having the, the eye oh, contact yeah, and we're like everything, yeah. everything when you're much more engaged because the other person is there versus you're on the phone with them, it makes for a different conversation. And so that's why I think that like my humor comes across in different ways in different mm. episodes. And so I know the quality sounds different when we record together. 
It is different. It is a different but the, quality. The vibes are also different. Oh, of course. When we do just like over the phone, you record yeah. your own audio and I record my own audio. That's those are the best sounding episodes. Yeah. But it definitely does affect vibe flow, and I do think that we still get good vibe and good yeah. flow. But I think I definitely think the content that we produce when we're like together in a room face to face, like, is always. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama sauce. <laughs> Not the sauce. <laughs> okay. You can edit that. <laughs> or leave that in. Uh, whatever. It's one of my weaknesses. <laughs> I'm listing them. Okay. Next, one, uh, next, next one. Next one. I don't take up as much space because I feel like a lot of the times in interviews, I'm really waiting to like ask a certain question or something. And I feel like it might navigate the conversation in a like different pull than it was going before. And so I feel like I need to like learn to take up space in the, the way the conversation is already going rather than like insist on this question that might not connect as easily or as cohesively to mm. the greater conversation. So you want to be a better had. facilitator. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like in some episodes I'm able to do that, but listening to some of them, it's like, me faltaba. I was almost there, but, like, it didn't, like, meet mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could have been a lot more cohesive sometimes. So that's one of the weaknesses. And oh, the last one is, like, timeliness and my responsiveness. Because <laughs> mm. I feel like a lot of the times when I'm, like, thank God. Shout out to all the people who have, like, done an episode with me because y'all are dope. And, like, worked with us in general because y'all are all, like, taking time out of y'all's day <laughs> to yeah. do this to, to give us time yeah. yeah i'm very thankful that a lot of people are accommodating work on weekends because it's just like shout out to y'all for that mm-hmm. and it works because we're able to set it up like sometimes weeks in advance but that's like shit that i gotta do because otherwise it'd be like hard to set a date and i'm like we can work weekends yeah and, like set it up so i feel like i'm starting to get better at that but i still need to like be better <laughs> oh yeah I mean, so, we always need to be better at everything. Always looking to be better. Yeah. But, I mean, you have some strengths now. I got yeah, some yeah. strengths, you know? We, we I'm have not some, that bad. Uh, I'm not that bad. It's a so, some of my strengths, I think, start at organization. Like, I think I organize my thoughts, the episodes really well. I do try to make sure... I don't know, like, our all of our accounts and all that shit is good. And I think that I do a good job at making everything accessible for me and Sam in one place. Yeah. And I and obviously just, like, the business side, I think I'm pretty good at, like, our thoughts, our, our conversations, uh, making sure that just shit's where it needs to be and, like, our key points are clear. Yeah. And if they're not, how do we make them clear and just like problem solving in that type of way I think is a strength that I've I didn't really know I had I actually don't think organization in like my own personal life is that good but I think for the show it's like pretty okay and then I think my follow through is really good uh I mean I think the show fucking still existing after a year (laughs) is like a testament to my own follow through and your follow through as well but I think that I'm I'm really good at being attentive Mostly good at being attentive to emails, mostly good at being attentive to making sure that if we have a deadline for ourselves, like we actually meet yeah. it. So we've been a lot more relaxed about our deadlines recently because we're just busy. But I think when we were giving ourselves deadlines, like we were about it and we were on it. Yeah. 
And now that like we're we're in, we're in a different space, like I don't even feel like like I still think the follow through is gonna be there. So like yeah. I ain't tripping, and we are following through, and we're making time for this. And then my other strength that I mentioned as a weakness earlier is perfectionist. Like I think. I am really, really about things being the best possible quality in all aspects, like not just like content, but episodes and everything. And like, I think that that is really helpful for this show to be like good, like, and me striving to make sure that eventually we get a a space, making sure that we event, sorry, making sure that we eventually get a space or actively trying to make the show as better quality as possible because these shits fucking irk me like i need to make sure that i'm actually putting in the work to make sure that we overcome these like obstacles of like a location of sound quality things like that that's fair so what about you what do you think your strengths are my strengths your strengths because you have so many sam so many so many so many (laughs) (laughs) how can i just choose just just a few Um, Bendiciones, I think, are, like, one of mine. Because I feel like it's a it's a conversation that takes place after sometimes very heavy talk. And I feel like it's a good way of, like, maybe it's even just for me. I don't know how many people even like it. But, like, for me, it's, like, an opportunity to, like, direct and channel energy into, like, certain tasks that I want to pay attention to. And so, it in a way, that's, like, how I view horoscopes, too. It's mm-hmm. just, like here are things to consider in this day or this week or whatever blah 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 and so that's how I feel bendiciones work as a way of like closing out conversations that are really like emotionally like exhausting yeah and I feel that feeling good about it leaving the space feeling good and I've gone to like conversations with like different heads of like immigration orgs and at the end, I did something similar where it was just like, let's talk about things that you're really grateful for for in the space or whatever. Yeah. And it's like one of the younger people in like these orgs did that because they recognize that like a lot of these conversations are taxing. They open up trauma. They open yeah. up wounds. And if you dwell on those wounds, like, I don't know, like it's not going to yeah. make you it's not going to make you better. Like and it and it sucks. But, yeah. you know, it, we need to be more positive or as positive as we possibly can be. Yeah. And so I feel like that's one of them. And you, you do a good job about it, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. <laughs> um, one of the other ones is this one I, I really got into with the Carla episode because it was like an interest. But it was like sometimes my questions can be really like stream of consciousness because it's just like things that I'm thinking about while I'm thinking about like because we give each other deadlines, like you said. So like there's times where I'm like set to like just think about questions for this interview. And so it's like, what am I thinking about related to this interview? And so I'll write everything that I'm thinking about, just ask the one question. The The questions that are related to, like, stream of consciousness sometimes can lead to, like, really interesting conversations. At least with Carla, it, it turned out that way because it was just, like, she's as much of a, like, food nerd or, like, food connoisseur. That is, like, these kind of questions are things that she's probably thought about. And so it's not as weird to ask these, like, mm-hmm. intense questions because it's just, like, there are things I'm curious about, but, like, I got to contextualize them. Yeah and uh humor humor your strength and your weakness i'm glad that we both made a weakness also our strength strength. yeah because it's just like (laughs) because we are like that (laughs) maybe that's why we're trash and we can't change i know i know we see too much of the good and the bad (laughs) exactly 
Not that uh, I feel like some of my humor helps derail like a lot of the intensity and like helps like keep a certain tone to the conversation where it doesn't necessarily feel like ooh, you know, mm-hmm. all the time we're like really draining. Yeah. And so that's why I really like incorporating humor, whether it's just like in the way I'm expressing myself or like body language. That's why I also like uh, conversations in person because it's just like a lot of my humor translates more in like body language and mm. like mood. We're very, <laughs> we're very expressive yeah. for sure, for sure. And for the show, yeah. In general, we both agree on on like this. <laughs> we both agree, and we've talked about it consistently for the actual show, not just us is audio quality that's something that is always on our mind yeah. something that's always on my mind as like the editor slash yeah the producer of the actual show in terms and of as a listener and as a, i am not a listener i don't I listen, listen to, i don't listen to our show i listen to our show but i also listen to other podcasts yeah and like we'll talk about them later some of the podcasts that we listen to you get to recognize when someone has good audio and when someone is lacking whether it's in a certain week or like yeah little things or that you're like, on location yeah. or you're not in your spot yeah you notice or if someone's sick too like oh, true, it translates true, true. it does and so there's little things like that where like as someone who listens to podcasts and like there's someone who listens to no <laughs> 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 not that like people who listen to like a lot of people talk can recognize these things and so when you're just listening to audio you can know when it's the quality is not there and that's definitely something that when we notice, it's like, ugh. It stresses us out. <laughs> it, it stresses me out a lot. I, and you know that. Because yeah, you got to repeat it. I have to keep on <laughs> listening and listening and listening. And, I mean, I try to warn people. Like, I'll put it in the description. Like, rough audio ahead. Uh, and it's like, I want to make sure that the person is is able to like i also listen to it on in headphones and i know that a lot of people because we have a lot of la based listeners i feel like a lot of people listen out of their cars which is uh, like something that i also try to think about making sure i need to listen to the episode in a car out well out loud not uh, necessarily just in my ears and i still think that it sounds most of our episodes i think are okay yeah. but there are definitely some that i'm like eh, i'm still gonna put it out because like i mean i listen to it and i'm it's fine like it's not like i can't understand all these words but it's definitely not like i recorded this in the fucking studio yeah so and then some things are out of our control sometimes our our audio is great but our guests is not because their mic is trash or <laughs> or they just or some the shit software. is fucked up or yeah the software fucks up or just something like it's hard, especially getting people when you're not all able to record together. It, it, it's it's not easy, especially when we're working on an extremely limited budget. We both don't have a recording spot. Like, that's yeah. just the reality of the situation. It's free art. It's free art. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's free art. And uh, the other one, I feel like since we've been doing a lot of feature episodes, which is dope, shout out to the community for having so many dope people to feature first off always we've been lacking in like you and me episodes but like as of recently with a lot of things going on related to central americans and news and media we haven't really talked about them and it's not that like we haven't been aware of them and we haven't been like ignoring it on ig or twitter or anything we haven't necessarily dedicated like a podcast episode to it yeah but these are conversations that we've been having 
Yeah. And we have them every day. Yeah. Sam and I, like, about the like, about the migrant exodus and, like, the amount of people that are in Tijuana. Like, we, Sam and I talk about it every day pretty yeah. much. But to have an episode on it, it's not that we don't want to. It's just... It, it is such a it's such a hard topic I think for us to talk about outside of it being like a, this is what is happening at the border yeah which is like we're not a new source like I wish we had the capacity <laughs> that'd be great but we're not yeah I think you should follow people like Melissa Vida and the yep. journalist that she follows like what was we mentioned earlier and I don't think people should depend on us and I don't think our listeners expect us to outs- be news sources I, yeah to be news sources yeah. Uh, on our and like our opinion, like like you said, we we express it. We we express our opinions through our social media, and obviously like our sadness and like our frustrations, our anger. We're we're super active on Instagram, and we have kind of slowed on Twitter because Twitter is hella time consuming and energy consuming. But we want to make sure that our Twitter is still. At least, like, tweeting, like, for sure, real news that is happening. Yeah. Things that are affecting the community. And, like, I don't know if people are interested in, like, our perspective on... Our, our perspective on asylum and our perspective on just ICE. Like, we have episodes already on that yeah. as well. So... These conversations have, ha- have been had and are being had. Always. Yeah. We think about this all the time. And, I mean, I would love for Sam to definitely have an episode about asylum. Like, yeah. just you breaking down the different types of asylum. Because Sam is straight up... Filling out the applications. Every single fucking day. Yeah. So... I could do that. I'd love I'd to do down. that. But we can talk more about, like, tangible goals yes. in the future. Yes, of course. Like, in, a, in a tiny bit. Yes, yes. So, those are things that, like, we've noticed that, like, we want to, like, address. Like, we've noticed that we want to address how redundant. No, mm-hmm. but, like, that we've noticed and that we will try to address because they are things that we've been like lacking in but like we're doing the best we can also it's free (laughs) (laughs) it's free oh my god I think it's I, free. It's, okay, I know, but no, no. we still have a commitment. We still have oh, to, yeah. you know, make sure that we are active and like want want not to be relevant, but we want to make sure that we stay relevant. There you go. Mm. That we stay relevant to like what is happening, and there are definitely there are topics and things on the way. We also want to be like light. Like I think yeah. our content is great because everything is so. I don't think a Central American experience should only be centered around pain. Yeah, and like. Just trauma trauma and shitty shit. I think one of our greatest (laughs) strengths is our content, and I am excited with like what we have in mind and what we are considering. I also do wish we could do more episodes on things about like migration, and there's just so much that we have done that we are really proud of, and there are literally thoughts that pop into our head (laughs) and like. We're like, yes, like run with that. And they become episodes. And I also like that our content isn't only stuck on like fucking like pupusas and like, you know, like it's it's just it's more than just these small little tangible things like everything about our lives is Central American. So why can't we talk about everything about our our lives? Like, I want to have an episode about dating. I want to have an episode that's like fun and light. And we do have episodes that are really fun and light. And I think Mirta's was a really good example of an episode yeah. that we needed to come out 
And I mean, so and people don't listen to those episodes. People <laughs> listen to the episodes with all the tea, with all like the serious shit, and it makes sense. Like I get it. Some of y'all might not be interested in us like that. I think what we put out is good, and I think that we love what we're putting out, and it's not bound by anything. Exactly. And that's what I like about it. Um, I think another one of our strengths is the relationships that have come out of the show. So, like, some of the, the friendships we've been able to make with, like, Gata Salvaje, your friendship with Gabby, um, Nikki, Brina, yeah. uh, Casey. Casey. Yeah, yeah, so many people. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to just all these people that we've met. I love it. Yeah, we're going to shout you out a lot. Yeah, in yes. A bit, in a bit. <laughs> we have a big list of people we're going to shout out. And then I think our final strength and i'm excited about talking about this one because after a certain uh, review was left on our episode which i know was completely directed towards me <laughs> i mean it had to be like so i think one of our biggest strengths is the way that we present our show through our language through yeah. the way that we speak with each other the way that we engage with really really complex topics like immigration uh racism feminism identity in a way that's relatable in a way that is like these are the conversations that i'm having with my friends like why can't that be considered good and good quality and like smart and i fucking curse like i am someone that likes to curse i am i have a lot of strong words to say like a lot of strong (laughs) words in my system a lot of (laughs) just a lot of things that i want to say and i and maybe it's too aggressive for some people maybe it's too firm for other people yeah but that's what it is and yeah so if people don't like our language if people don't give a fuck about how we sound or think that we sound too strong it's free (laughs) it's free it's free art i don't owe anything to you fuck you i don't care yeah and that's what it is no yeah, yeah i feel like a lot of our conversations are easily digestible and so we're able to break them down in a way where just about anyone can understand what we're talking about and so it doesn't really matter if we curse like these are conversations like you said that we've been having for a while with our friends with our family and sometimes this is just the way we talk and that we're best able to express ourselves and what way are you going to get your message across if you're not expressing yourself to the full length of your ability? Yeah. And I feel like I should be able to curse if I'm talking about family separation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't I? And I don't know. There's just so many things that why why should I be limited to, like, words that are are vulgar? Like, the world is fucking vulgar. Like, why can't I like fight it with words like that it just it bothers me and i really think a lot about how it's directed towards us and like the the especially that comment talked about like these are conversations that you hear on the subway i was like yo subway conversations are the ones that i'm always trying to eavesdrop on yeah so (laughs) so thank you thank you i mean (laughs) it was a compliment you know in a weird way because it's like it sounds like our audience that is our audience i listen subway writers subway writers transit people on the go and uh, i'm glad that people really enjoy the way that we break shit down so shout out to (laughs) y'all sorry so what lessons do you feel like this show has taught you so doing the whole podcast uh, i feel like i've really learned that social media is a fickle beast 
and that Twitter comes for everyone. Always. (laughs) And it's just a matter of time when Twitter will come for you. And so I feel like that's something I've learned. And it's not, like, in a bad way necessarily. It's just like, okay, well, how are you going to use that social network? How are you going to use these spaces where it's your account? It's just you can get canceled. And so, I don't know, I feel like that's just one of the lessons I've learned, and now the way I use social media is a bit differently. It's a lot more fun, because I'm just fucking around a lot of the time. (laughs) And so, I like that aspect of social media now, and I feel like it also taught me that a lot of the community that you foster offline is a lot more down for the same shit that you're down for, and it's easier to, like, maybe not filter through everyone to find the person that, like, you vibe with the best, but it's easier to find someone that you'll genuinely vibe with from the get-go in offline communities. So those are two mm. lessons that I've learned. Yeah. Okay. What about you? For me, I've learned that most negative feedback about the show and almost a lot of the negativity <laughs> that we receive uh, for the show has been directed towards me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and I realize that it will probably always be directed towards me because... I think I rub a lot of people the wrong way, like, and and, I, and I've been learning that I'm not for everybody. Uh, Amanda Seals has that as her <laughs> description in her bio on Instagram. She literally says, like, I'm not for, not everybody. for everybody. And I think that that's something that I've been learning. Like, I think our content isn't for everybody. I think I'm not for everybody. I feel like there have been a lot of people trying to regulate me, like, in, pl- in contexts that I don't necessarily feel like why are you trying to literally navigate my own thoughts why are you trying to confine me to a box why are you trying to make me be more proper like why are you why are you so obsessed with how my thoughts are going out here or that my tone is too aggressive when i think as a show we aren't really negative like i don't think we call people out that much i don't think that we are an episode that really the foundation is like us talking shit I mean I don't know I don't know maybe it is but (laughs) I do feel that like people have been trying to regulate me like in a lot of weird ways yeah and 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 that's like the only negative feedback that I think we've ever gotten for the show like and it's not even about our actual content it's about (laughs) me and my personality yeah and the way that my personality comes off on the show I think that's like something that I need to kind of Learn and maybe because of that, I should be. This is sound, this is gonna sound fucked up, but it's something that I'm thinking about of like how I need to subdue myself, which is like as a woman, like I don't want to do that and I don't want to like give into that. But I also need to be respectful of you. I need to be respectful of this this entity that is the show, and like maybe it isn't healthy for me either. So yeah. it, it sucks to kind of admit that, but you know, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, another thing is that, like, I, I really thought that we were going to run out of content. <laughs> like, when we first started this a, more than a year ago, I really was like, I hope that we have enough topics that we can just dig dig into and, like, not run out of ideas and bore our listeners that actually are writing with us and shit. Yeah. But there's literally so much to cover. And, like, we have so many episodes that are in our head so many things that we just want to talk about Sam and I. So many things that are specific, like Central American topics, yeah. guests, 
there's just so many things that we want to do we also want to make sure that our episode isn't just like interviews and one-on-ones like i i also think that we want to expand outside of those types of formats as well uh I think Sam, Sam and I always talk about how we want to, like, be funnier on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I, I don't it's, know. It's a mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's definitely a different, completely format that we would be doing. But there's so many things that we want to do with this show. And, like, I mean, maybe some of y'all will like and some of y'all won't. And some things are definitely po- more popular than others. But there is definitely an un- unlimited amount of content. And I'm glad that I'm I have a partner in this that is really down to just be like ready to do (laughs) wild different shit yeah okay so we wanted to shout out everyone who's ever been a guest on this first year of the pod so this list is going to be growing as time goes on but for this first year shout out to all of you shout out to patrick to olivia casey yana nikki stephanie jeeves carla federico from pollo campero Gata Salvaje, Wilfred, Gabby, Brina, Plinio, Janine, Maravet, Mirta, Melissa, Lucia, Enrique from FM Cuatro Libre, and finally, Vero and Kim from La Orcheta Zine. Woo, shout out, shout out to you. Thank you for just, like, being dope people, letting us talk to you, and, like, also giving us space. A couple of y'all hosted the recording space, and like just thank you for being so receptive to us thank you for like loving us and being our homie and trying to also create a community of creators and just people with good ideas and doing really good things and making sure that we manifest those connections as well as create just like good vibes yeah shout out to all y'all right, and so what are some of the tangible goals that we could do in this next year of the pod well for me a big one is getting a like good recording location because i think if we have a good recording location that'll definitely just help with a lot of audio quality but i also think that it can open up different types of guests because there's a couple guests that i like want to make sure that i have like a there's some people who are down to be like struggle pod with us and record in a car but there's other people who like they need space like they need like a real location they can't just like jump in i have been working on like finding a homie that might be able to lend us a space but i also don't want to depend on another person i want to make sure that we have a space that we both can control and like can use for other things if we want to do other things as well not just like record and all that um i think it would be really dope for us to try to like build connections with people who live near us so uh, a lot of the friendships we've been able to make with people who lived physically near us you know back when you were living in the bay and like now that you're in la also um people who like live near us are some of the connections we've been able to like really dive into and like you know prosper and so i feel like being more purposeful with our time and intentions and energy would really like benefit us if we're like we're hanging with people who are in the LA area. So I think it'd be dope to like become more involved. <laughs> I think I agree. I completely agree with that. I think having people surround I mean the people surrounding us are doing really amazing things and I've been able to see that more clearly. Yeah. Like being adjacent to so many people and 
LA is a Central American space and that has like really yielded a lot of really good events a lot of events that we can't go to sadly <laughs> but a lot of events and a lot of people who are organizing to have a better understanding of themselves and Central Americanness as much as we do so yeah I, I really do want to foster those connections like have like a, a having like a good Central American like local network is been dope and honestly most of the people that i've been meeting have been central american or are really involved in central american shit which has been a blessing and i'm glad that that's happening and that can yield other really good opportunities for us and hopefully just making a better community in general nice Mm. Uh, I'd also be down to like like we mentioned earlier, maybe host an event or do something of that sort where I talk about asylum or immigration processes, or you talk about whatever your work <laughs> entails. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not gonna talk about my job. Sorry, y'all. My job is like my job is just like a lot, and yeah. I know that we don't talk about really what I don't really talk about really what I do, which yeah. is fine. I, I for me, I, I don't really like to disclose like the type of things that i do because i feel like yeah yeah uh yeah i mean i don't really feel comfortable just talking about my job because it's a really 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 specific thing and there is like no general (laughs) use for it i mean there is a use for it there's no conversation where it'll like i mean there could be a conversation where it'll come up but it just I need. I'm still new, so I, yeah. I I don't have enough context to like give give it and make it fruitful. And I also I I want to keep a a good layer of anonymity of like where I work, <laughs> like yeah, you know. Yeah. So I agree though with hosting a live event. Yeah. That is something that I would love to do. Yeah. Uh, hosting like a really dope little Central American like event or like uh, kind of like dialogues or vending or something something that's something that i've been thinking about but i also want to make sure that this is done with a lot of care yeah and obviously not willy fucking nilly (laughs) (laughs) whatever using that phrase but something that is done with care and make sure that it is actually a fruitful event an event that is more than just a couple of perspectives an event that is actually food for thought you know that type (laughs) of shit like not not just the same fucking conversations uh not the same types of people like i wanted to actually represent what central america really is so yeah that's that's definitely i think a tangible goal that we can do so so i talking (laughs) sorry talking about the content and everything that we want to do i think we in part of our goals we also look for a lot of inspiration in other places (laughs) we have a lot of we have, we have a couple of podcasts that really inspire us and also inspire like our goals and just like we want to be more like them and they are also becoming more like them is a goal for us. Yeah. So uh, are there a couple of podcasts that you want to shout out? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, gotta shout out the Bodega Boys. <laughs> the boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> boys are back in town. <laughs> um, you can catch them on Showtime starting February 2019. This is not a paid ad. They, I, they I, actually I, don't know anything about me. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> yes. But they're, they have a podcast that comes out usually Mondays. And they're really funny. Y'all should listen to them. There are a lot of really intense masculine energy. Definitely are. (laughs) Definitely a a lot of masculine energy, but they are hilarious. There are are also, um, if you listen, like from the beginning, 
There are definitely some shit to work on in terms of uh, <laughs> wokeness, but I do think that they break it down and they take the feedback of other people and yeah. they talk about it and they talk about it on the show. Yeah. There they have some of the best chemistry, I think, of like any show that I've listened to, of just like two people yeah. like partners on the show and stuff. They are just hilarious and they build off of each other and you can tell that this is just like these conversations that they have they all the just time flow, yeah. it flows amazingly and that's kind of what we want to have and do we straight up steal like <laughs> their phrases all the time like problematic light is yeah. from bodega boys um smacked uh what other things do we say the that's, yeah, from that's from them uh there's so many little things that we say yeah. that it, they just come up it's just we straight up like talk, like we just say this to each other in our conversations and so obviously it comes out in because yeah. we Sam and I literally listen to the podcast together down, yeah. and, and we talk about it every week when it comes out and we talk about what they say and we like crack <laughs> up it's like our favorite show and Sam and I bond over the Bodega Boys constantly yeah. so we love Shout them. Out to them also small doses that's a show that I really yeah. like. I listen to it a lot more than you do. Yeah. So Small Doses by Amanda Seals. I mentioned her previously. Small Doses. She just is really great. You know how I talk about constructing a narrative? All of our inspirations <laughs> are really good at constructing a narrative. And Amanda Seals, I think, she is able to break down these like really amazing like life things that are happening to people. Like the She talks about toxic masculinity in yeah. a really amazing way. She just is so good at just kind of arranging these ideas and like it works and it makes sense and it's like oh my god this is this is true yeah. like this is where toxic masculinity stems from or this is like a side effect of that and it, it's it's so smart she's so smart and I, <laughs> I just love her content and she's funny and she's quirky she's, she's just poetic in every fucking type of way and she is so smart so she inspires me in in how to really take something that is really complicated uh personal intimate and making it accessible for everyone to understand and listen to and take something from it so that's something that i want us to definitely go towards more okay uh still processing uh hosted by jenna wortham and wesley morris they're two culture writers from the new york times they talk a lot about black pop culture which is a lot of the times american pop culture so they'll break things down like beyonce's coachella performance or just things that are happening they talked about like the kind of the rise and fall of whitney houston how we really let an icon like we like to see icons like fall and there's so many really really great episodes they talk about moonlight they talk about um i am not your negro like just amazing like pivotal black films and so many really really good episodes and it it, the way that they deconstruct like their black identity uh jenna is also biracial and they had an episode about like biraciality and like how that affects like her view of herself as like a black woman growing up and there's so so many really good topics and they they just talk about identity in such a such a i don't know how to describe it other than the smart way they talk about (laughs) identity in in ways that i just don't ever think about and i really really like that and i want our show to 
do that and have guests that are able to do that for themselves as well on our show. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Recode Decode. Yeah, that's yours. That's you mine. That's yeah. like, it's a techie one. So they interview a lot of like CEOs, CFOs of like tech companies. And um, the thing that makes the interviews really interesting is that the, the interviewer usually has like a deep insight on like their life. So like she's already like a well-known person in the tech world. I forget her name. <laughs> but, but, Ironically. <laughs> but uh, I also interviewed Hillary Clinton. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like what should be shining. What kind of shit no, maybe no, to Sam? No, but um what I like about it is that um she has these questions of like things that like she knows because she's like worked in the field mm. and everything. And so I like the fact that she's able to bring out these like niche conversations that like maybe the person wasn't expecting to talk about or like I don't know they they just weren't expecting this take on it or they didn't expect her insight on it and so I think that's a good inspiration for like our attitude towards interviews in the future like what we should be trying to employ Mm. just like really fall into a rabbit hole of like what the person works in yeah like does and just like make questions from the rabbit hole Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, also, Radio Ambulante. Oh yeah, Radio Ambulante is so dope. They do narrative journalism. Radio Ambulante, hosted by Daniel Alarcón, and it's just it's in Spanish, which is what I really like yeah. about it. Uh, and it talks about things that are happening not only in the United States, but a lot of it is in Latino America. They've had episodes about Costa Rica and like gay marriage and things about El Salvador and they uh, things in Chile just all over like Latino America and these are just like interesting things that are happening like yeah. a woman in El Salvador who wants to dye her hair red because like it's something that she likes as a form of self-expression but that is like if you if you're a woman and you have red hair that is a signal of being like someone like a gang member is like girl so it's like how does this woman navigate that and how did this woman navigate that uh being in El Salvador when it was like really intense like gang times I think around 2015 so things like that uh are just these really interesting like scenarios and how just food for thought like that's another thing another food for thought type of show where things you've never thought of or co- uh, topics that you've never heard of, and they bring it out, and you're like, "Wow, like that's crazy." Dope. Yeah, yeah, they're really good at that. It's like the the subpopulation of the subpopulation that they find these narratives of. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about it is, like you said, it's in Spanish, so I could like play it with my mom in the car, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, "Oh, interesante." Yeah, <laughs> about it. yeah, yeah. I love good. it. I love it. Okay, so. We want to be more like those pods <laughs> from here yes. on out. Yes. Thank you so much for listening for this one year. Honestly. Thank you. No, yeah. thank you so much. Like thinking about how we started this a year ago and like it's still like a thing is kind of crazy. Like yeah. I really didn't. I don't know. It's not that I didn't think that we would do it, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't even think that we would. I don't even. The think way this far. it grew. Yeah. Yeah. It it was unexpected, but good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Good. It's like brought us it's brought me good opportunities. It's brought like us just like really fun things to do and yeah. it's been cool. It's been cool. It's a dope first year into adulthood. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. It is a good way to 
It was a, it was very productive. <laughs> Force <laughs> ourselves to meet people and make friends. Yeah, yes, that's actually. the biggest one though. Yeah. For real, for real. TBH. <laughs> but but that's what we needed. Yeah. And the fact that we did this like our first year out of college and like we're doing it and like I'm having conversations with people who have been organizing and doing real shit for years and and that's amazing yeah. and to be and like seeing them as like mentors and just seeing them as like people who I would like to be like in 10 years or yeah. more. So that's just amazing to me. Yeah, so here's to another year. Here's to another year. Are you going to do a bendición? Can you do a bendición on command? No, nah, <laughs> not on command. I thought uh, that was your strength. No, oh, I can do bendiciones, but not on command. Do a baby one. Do like a... Do a baby bendición? Okay. Um, baby bendición for Mercury Retrograde. Yes. TM. Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I was talking with my friend Jojo. Shout out to Jojo. Uh, we were talking about how uh, Mercury retrograde, it, it affects like your Mercury sign, right? Yeah, your communication. Yeah. yeah. And mine is in Leo. 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 You're so, a, are you, how many Leos I'm are you? four Leos. I'm You're quad Leo. so much. So um, for me, it generally feels like I'm at an eclipse right now. Wow. And like communication is kind of just like meh. Yeah, you've been. Uh, you, he's, Sam yeah. has kind of been MIA for yeah. the past uh, week or two. And so they were telling me how like Leos and Virgos are going on a similar energy trip right now. Mm. And for Is us, it's Jojo literally Virgo? yeah, oh, okay. Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's literally the way we refer to it as like regrowing a bone. Ooh. So like you've broken a bone and now you got to regrow it. Ooh. And it's like Ooh. which one are you regrowing? And then which bone are you going? A. <laughs> and it's like a spine, so you can like stand up straight, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a leg, so you can like walk on, or like mm-hmm. different like these are like our analogies of understanding things mm. of like how we can relate our everyday struggle to like an actual like physical sensation or something like something. I've never broken a bone, so I don't know about that. I've never broken a bone either. Yeah. But I can imagine it's very painful, and it takes its time. And it requires its, like, preservation, like, in a cast. Yeah. And so it requires a, a immense amount of pressure and attention. Mm. And so I feel like that's what I really want to, like, get across in this retrograde. Think of it like that. Like, whatever you're, like, working towards, that it's, like, in a cast right now. It's protected and it's, like, really tight. But it's all helping it to, like, be stronger. Yeah. And so hopefully when retrograde ends, you fucking regrew whatever fucking bone you were growing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's stronger than it was before yeah so, wow that's such Vendicion. a great analogy maybe, <laughs> so you could do a Vendician on command basically uh, yeah. I mean not gonna brag <laughs> the, the conversations I have are Vendician <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, god. alright All right, so yeah um, so much fun I'm glad that we really got to, a time to think about this like for you and I yeah and it helped this is literally helping us like be better hosts for ourselves and be better partners to ourselves. So it makes me happy that yes. we're actually like taking the time to think about this shit. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to all of our listeners. Shout out to all of our guests that we've had, all our new friends. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sandra. Shout out to my mom. Uh, shout out to my family. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to <laughs> just all the homies, dude. And thank yeah. you. Yeah. Everyone have a really good week. Yeah, there's another one. Thank you.